Well, well hey guys. guys, and welcome back to Crash on My Couch. Crash on my couch. You can even crash on my couch. Crash on my couch. That's our new intro. Bap, bap. This is, we're sticking to it. That's what we're doing. Boom. How are you doing, Will? I'm good. Yeah? I mean, as good as one can be. Indeed. I would like to attempt to make this a light and fresh, beautiful, wonderful podcast that does not involve anything to do with COVID-19. That's my, sort of my dream for this episode. This is a corona-free podcast. podcast. Yes. Yes. This is a corona-free zone. Although we've already mentioned it like four times, or said the phrase four times. Yeah, and I will just say, we were just talking about how um, we've kind of tried to avoid talking about the coronavirus. Indeed. um, In our day-to-day lives. Well, we don't really look stuff up. No. And it's funny because the UK has obviously been impacted quite a bit. And today when I was looking at it, I was like, oh... It's really bad. Stuff's uh, happening. Yeah, it was like, for like a couple of days, I was in like, I don't know, like, I guess I was trying not to think about it, and I was in my own little, like, world of Animal Crossing and blah, 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 blah. And then when I looked into it again, I was like, oh, ooh. I think, though, what you should be happy about is that during those times, like the last couple of days when you've just been enjoying Animal Crossing and like not worrying about it, yes, things are happening, but you have no control over them. Like you're doing the only thing you can, which is self-isolating, staying indoors, trying not to be, you know, out and about right now. That's yeah. really all you can do to be on top of things and doing what you need to be doing. Um, and everyone else is in the same boat. So I actually don't think there's much merit in paying attention to the news right now other than making sure that you're following cdc guidelines and following guidelines as far as like what your government wherever you live is asking you to do um you know like we said like in the uk they recently had full lockdown now so you can't leave the house unless you have like essential things that you need to go do or services that you need to um render or whatever uh if you work in the medical field but uh You know, I think it doesn't help to be worried about it. No, but I mean, it's... It's unavoidable to be somewhat worried, but I think if you... It's hard not to worry about it. It's hard not to worry about it, but it's also hard not to worry about it when it's dominating everything you're watching. Like, we were trying to look up segments for this week's episode, and it was like... You know, I came up with, I found like a puppy, because it's National Puppy Day today while we're filming this. And I was like, oh, maybe we could do like a whole segment about puppies. And then we could talk about, you know, shelter dogs and how it'd be great to, you know, foster a dog right now, which is all true. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, because we found a way to make that happen. Props to us. Um, But, you know, it was like, it was like a needle in a haystack trying to find an article written in the last week that isn't about COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just, uh, I guess to say, you know, it's a lot easier to say, don't panic. Enjoy the time you have indoors when we are fortunate enough to not be directly affected by this, um, other than being tasked with staying indoors, which is a direct effect, I guess. Um, But I don't know. I just just think keep positive if you can, because I think it's going to all end up being all right i think everything's gonna be okay 
And we're living in very interesting times. Um, but that being said, we have some fun stuff to talk about that's yeah. not related to Corona. Yeah. Which is very good. Yeah. Because this is Corona-free. This is Corona-free. Apart from the first five minutes. If, apart from the first five minutes. That's the longest you got to talk about it, and now we done. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Well, I mean, it's really up to you. Would you like to tackle your segment first, Wormy? Or would you like to... Because um, I liked your... I liked the idea of talking about the... You know what I'm talking about. Ghost science. The ghost science? Yeah, I like the ghost science that you got, that you prepared for us today. It sounds delicious. I'd love to hear more about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah? We'll do that first. Okay. All right. So the first segment is... Ghost Science. science. It is called Ghost Science, right? Yeah. We didn't change the name. Oh, no. Did we? No. Did we change the name? I think it's Ghost Science. (laughs) Did we change it? No, we didn't. I'm just gonna go ahead and have a look. Yeah, a quick little email search. Go I mean, we spent so much time trying science. to. I mean, we really thought we were doing something as well. Yeah, we really spent so much time amping that No, up. it is. It is. It's either that or it's. No, no, no. I think it is. It's Go Science. What, what, what else could it be? That's the one that we kept with. I think that was the only one. One of the only ones that we kept with. I think it's Go Science. It is. Okay, well, let's just, like, let's just stick with it. I'm glad we decided that. I'm glad that we took a full, Guys, full minute to decide that. Yeah, I don't, okay. we're just so professional that, like... It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable oh, yes, how it professional is we are. go science. Boom, baby. Okay. So glad you proved that. Okay, so first of all, what is this article and where is it from? So this is on Mashable. Love Mashable. How the weird fake trails on treadmill screens help clear your mind. Can you say that title one more time? How the weird... Fake trails on treadmill screens uh-huh. help clear your mind. Okay, can I just say, before we get full on into this, I was like a fully outdoor runner my most of my life. I have not ever been a great lover of a treadmill. Mm-hmm. We in London have a gym in the bottom of our building, which is incredible, and I got so addicted to going down there and going on runs on those treadmills because of how good and how realistic the trails were that they would send me down. Like I was on like Mount Olympus running around looking at butterflies in a meadow, you know, tourists are like waving at me, like not even kidding. There were literally like tourists that were on the hike with me, like waving at me. Yeah. Doing like, your thing. Yeah, yeah. People kind of jumping your way. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. I mean... But you know what the one thing is I don't like? What? And you can tell me if you ever get this, because mm-hmm. this is like a very real thing I have when I run on a treadmill. If if I have to run upstairs in the virtual world... It feels like you're going up the stairs. And it's harder. And it's weird. It's harder. Yes. I actually was going to talk to you about that. Okay. When I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was running and you were running next to me or whatever. And I was like, I was going to say, doesn't it feel more difficult Difficult. it does when you're going upstairs even though the incline is the same i wish they would do a running path on one of those treadmills that's entirely downhill and i would love to see like psychologically would it be easier i think it would be because when i see the the stairs it makes my brain think i'm working harder than i am so for those of you who um haven't been on a treadmill 
like this yet because I think it's a fairly new thing. Um, I think it's fairly new. Last couple years, maybe. Yeah, they've always done like virtual trails uh, and stuff. Like, but but I think they've gotten good in the last like couple yeah, years. Yeah, so like that like uh, treadmills we have in our gym, they have this um, video screen that plays um, uh, basically someone running through a trail and like in New Zealand or in like Iceland or in the UK and yeah. like really pretty scenic places. But it's from your POV. And it's from your POV of you running and it kind of matches your speed of how fast you're running. Yeah. Like if you're, I think you can kind of pick like a beginner one, a medium one or a hard one and like they go at different paces. I think also depending on like what your rate of running is, like if you change the speed of your pace, yeah. it makes the camera go faster right. or slower. So um, it's... I, I haven't been a big runner for a really long time. In fact, I've never been a big runner. I used to run You're when You're a big I was, runner now. Well, I used to run when I was a kid in school, and I enjoyed that. But I also have, like, quite bad asthma. Yeah, you have pretty bad asthma. Because I am a walking geek stereotype. Um, Before he gets into bed every night, not to call you out, yeah. but, like, I just got to go through your toolkit. Because, like, if you look at your bedside table, it is a nerd's paradise. Yeah. It's literally... Will has... A mouth guard and two different inhalers that he has to take. Yeah, it's really sexy and really cool. And after Very I finish good. it, after I finish taping up my glasses, I then do a, a puff of my inhaler. Right. Yeah. At one point, though, you did your. Remember when I accidentally? Well, I left my flat iron on, and you put your glasses on top of my flat iron, and it melted my your glasses. Yes. You could have had a taped up glasses situation there. I could have. And you could have been the and true kept, Poindexter. Yeah, I could have kept trying to keep my glasses up against the bridge of my nose yeah um so yeah i was a i did like running when i was younger kind of fell out of it and then in the last year or so i've kind of enjoyed it but when i am running i do not enjoy it like i am exhausted yeah people we it's not fun no but some the more you get into it you definitely have that runner's high of like like an hour later you're like oh i, I could do that again tomorrow i feel good about what i just did but it's weird because it's like when you're doing you're like, why am I doing this? Why did I put myself through this? But then, yeah, like a couple hours later in hindsight, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Which is weird because it feels like it should be the opposite. But I don't know why that is. I think it's just your body's reacting to feeling, you know, yeah. all those. Mm-hmm. Well, it's endorphins too. Well, it's like, endorphins, yeah. Yeah. You, you, also I think for you, because running outside involves, especially in LA, it involves a lot of pollen because we live in a very... Like, my apartment is very surrounded by plants and stuff. Yeah. So when you get a chance to run on a treadmill indoors, it's actually better for you because you don't have to worry about exterior smog or anything like that, pollen, whatever. Yeah, so I was going to say, so since I've kind of got back into it, I have run outside a few times, but... um, Which I think you should go for a run today. Well... (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think we'll revisit that later. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, in our gym, which is like basically right below us in the UK. Um, yeah, they have these machines with these trail things on. So I've just been going basically downstairs and doing for an indoor run on these machines. And um, every now and again, mm-hmm. when you're running on them, you do get into like a... Oh, that's oh. our fridge. Hold for a very noisy refrigerator for some reason. Why? <laughs> Why did you decide to do that? Okay, keep going. Um, so yeah, every now and again, I feel like, and it's hard to do because you're watching these screens and you're running. You can get into that meditative state 
which is akin to running outside where you're just kind of like taking your environment and you're just you're in that you're at that point where like you're not even thinking about cross the threshold of difficulty and then somehow it becomes easier yeah it doesn't feel as bad well you're not for me when i'm running the issue is when i start focusing on my breath too much Mm. or i start focusing on yeah, like feeling out of breath. And you start feeling... looking at like your Apple Watch or whatever. Yeah. And you start, you start taking note of your time. And you're like, ugh, I've got... Or even like you're at a point in your run and you know you you know how long you've got to do left. Yes, you're which like, is why I have to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I was running on treadmills quite a bit. And I was also... I had a, a set run around the neighborhood. I had a three... I had a 5K and I had a four-mile run that I could do around the neighborhood, which were, like, my standard runs. And I've had to start, like, yesterday, I ran them backwards. I didn't tell you this, but I ran them backwards mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't feel like I was doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have a hard time if I have to be in a routine t- for too long, um, which is why sometimes these, like, little trails and stuff can be nice because you can just pick, like, an entirely different, like, video every single time. Yeah. So, anyway, I saw this article about kind of the science behind how these, like, weird trail screen videos can, um, like, recreate that experience on the outside. Yeah. On the inside. And um, it's kind of, like, science but I can, like, break it down because it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, apparently, during exercise, in an effort to conserve limited neural resources, the brain selectively directs these to the motor and sensory cortices and away from other areas. It directs what? It, uh, the brain selectively directs these to the motor and sensory... Directs what, though? Directs these? Uh... To, in an effort to conserve limited neural resources, okay, the, the neural brain resources. selectively okay. directs these. Okay. Um, the result, researchers argue, is a state of transient hypofrontality or defocused attention where the inhibitory, inhibitory control of prefrontal cortex is suppressed and new ideas and associations can flourish. So in basic terms, this means um, your brain, when you're running, um, basically is put on snooze. Love so that. parts of your brain are doled out and basically put to sleep. And so, um, I guess like it, it can allow something like a screen of, you know, a fake screen yeah. to like have the illusion that you're almost running yes. outside. Yes. It's like your brain is just like soothing itself and going to sleep. So that's why sometimes when you're running outside, you have that feeling where like you almost feel like you're just kind of like floating. Floating, yeah. yeah. It's because your kind of tunnel vision and everything else is the only thing you're focusing on is just going. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. That's interesting for a lot of reasons. A, because I think it's cool that you can trick your brain into being like, it's time to chill. But also I think it's, that's probably why a lot of people say the first mile you run is the hardest is because you're kind of getting your brain into that state before it sort of just goes into flow, which is kind of what I call it. Absolutely. And I think, so this is what this person said, which I think he's a neuroscientist said, you stop categorizing, you start formalizing. You're still paying attention, but it's a different kind of attention. It's broader, blurrier and a vaguer state of mind. So I like that. You're, yeah, it's like when you're running inside, that screen can suddenly feel a lot more real. And right. like you said, like when you're going upstairs on the screen, it can feel like you're actually going upstairs on, on a treadmill screen. when you're not. That's really interesting. 
I really like that, though, because I think it, like, for instance, our friend Connor, I was just watching, uh, he posted a new YouTube video about his workout routine and his diet, and he mentions casually that he runs, like, seven to nine miles a day. And I'm, every single time he says that, I'm like, what, like, what are you doing for 45 minutes? Because he, like, he runs the same route. And I run, at most right now, four miles, because that's just... Like, I feel like it's a good thing to do, especially right now when people are self-isolating. It's nice to just get out for, like, 30 minutes, run your exercise, and then come home. Um, but he does, like, a full 45-minute workout every single day, other than one day. He does it six days a week. I know. It's ridiculous. And I always think, I'm like, but he loves it. He's not, it's not like a burden. He loves it. No, he says it, he misses out on and it. And, yeah, if he doesn't do it, it, it he feels fucked the rest of the day yeah he doesn't he doesn't like not going for this run and it's so crazy because like if i think about it it's probably because this is the time when he can like meditate almost well yeah and that's what this article is about is basically this guy was on one of these machines and found like he got into like a meditative state of mind and he went to this neuroscientist and was like how is this possible? Why yeah. is this happening? Because you think of when you think of an active body, you don't think of a calm mind. Like if you're running down the street, you're like, okay, well, my brain has to pay attention to the path. It has to pay attention to the crack in the road. It has to pay attention to the car that's coming. Like you would think that your brain would be really active during that whole time. Yeah. But when I think about it, I actually do most of my daydreaming or like my future planning when I'm running because I'm not really like thinking. I'm just like, oh, that'd be cool if I filmed a video Whereas today. It's like, funny da-da-da-da. because, I mean, the runs where I can do that, I feel so happy because I'm like, I'm not focusing on my time. I'm not focusing on how much I've run. I'm not focusing on all the like logistics of it. But yeah. I'm just focusing on just, yeah, just all Being the things present. in my mind. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's funny because it almost feels like when you are running a long distance and you reach that point where you've run so much and you've, you've done a couple miles in, your body's not used to it and you're just tired. Yeah. But because you're like, it's almost like because you're so tired and your body's not used to it, you do get into like a trance state where like you stop feeling. Because you know when you run a first mile, you're out of breath. You're like puffing. You're tired. Yeah. You're like, fuck, yeah. I want to stop now. Yeah. But I've, I found like when I was doing it consecutively after like a 5K, then for whatever reason, it just got easy. Yeah. It was like. Your body one, gets conditioned. It, your body gets conditioned, but kind of coming back to the article it's like everything gets completely doled out yeah it's the only thing you are focusing on is just going like forward yeah because you always say when you're running you just love to focus straight ahead yeah like just i don't look at anything else. and yeah. that's the same with these videos yeah well i mean that makes a lot of sense because i'm they they prime those videos to be where you can look into the middle distance and kind of see nothing like if you look at any of the videos there's not an end goal where they're going like if you look at it it's yeah. all just a kind of and a blank path usually the videos as well the ones i've been on um like cross dissolve into other locations yes so even when you feel like you've got to a point it just fades into the next place so yeah. it's just you're just consistently running for all these different places yeah which is really really nice and actually got me thinking about i always find when i'm running now i'm like surely the future will be like running on a treadmill of like a virtual reality thing oh yeah can you imagine i mean it would probably be gross because <laughs> running outside is preferable but like if you can't for whatever reason can you imagine like looking around and being in like a really beautiful trail or yeah something? you i mean it would be a great way to encourage people to run if you could like if people could design 
beautiful paths. Yeah. Like you could design anything. You could be running on a rainbow. Yeah. Like I would think be about it. Way more for a run if I was like. I mean, we like we're in London, Los Angeles. They're both beautiful places, but. It would be so cool if you go, oh, I'm going to go on this trail in New Zealand. Yeah. For like an hour run. You'd be like, oh. Hell yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Or it, go, to, go to a forest in Japan and go for a little run. That'd be so sick. Like yeah. a bamboo grove. Yeah. I'm sure there are some, like, uh, <laughs> listen, if we were rich bitches and we could afford like a Peloton, one of those like Peloton running machines or whatever, that probably has like Illuminati level <laughs> like Trail trails. Runs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be next level. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I like, if I can give one tip for people who are like wanting to get into running, but feel like it's tough or whatever, I think, especially right now, if you can get out and run for 30 minutes just to, that's something that from what I've seen, the CDC is saying that that's fine. As long as you're going alone or just with one partner that you already live with, um, or like a roommate that you already live with someone you've already been in contact with. Um, and yeah, I, I was going to say, because Arden's always been quite an act. Huh? Can I give my tip? Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I realized I didn't give a tip. Ah. No, but then, thank you. You can say whatever you want to say in a second. Um, I was going to say, get past the first mile, because okay. that's always the worst part. And then once you get past the first mile, don't stress yourself out about going too fast. Mm-hmm. I think people get too wrapped up in the time that it takes, when in reality, if it takes you 45 minutes to run a 5K... That's totally fine. Like, just take your time. Yeah. Take as many breaks as you can. Like, just take your time until you feel like you can push yourself to keep going. And then when you want to do that, like, if you want to push yourself, I would say stare into the middle distance. Like, don't look down at the ground. Don't look up. Don't look left or right. Stare into yeah, the middle distance. Yeah, just try and, like, zone out, basically. Yeah. Try, yeah. To, try to get yourself it's, into that meditative it's state. It's the best, best thing you can do. But, yep. you know, I will say the first time uh, you do go running... It probably won't be a very enjoyable experience for no. me, at least. Yeah, I the first time I was running like a couple months ago, I was like, "The fuck this! This, is <laughs> this, like, this sucks! This this sucks! <laughs> this sucks! Major farts! Like, why would I? Why would I want to do this?" Yeah. But when I got onto like um, kind of like a runner's hype of like being like, "Okay, I'm gonna go like twice a week," or I think at one point I was getting like three times a week, like a couple months you ago. You were doing pretty well. Yeah. No, I mean, like when we were in London, you were going like, you were going a good four times a week. Yeah. I felt like. I think, um, yeah, after you overcome the first couple of times, then you can get to that point where like you start to enjoy it and you start to run obviously longer and you can then get yourself into that state of mind where, yeah, you are like meditating while mm-hmm. running. Yeah. But don't think, I don't think you can like obtain that yeah from, from the get-go yeah like, don't be disheartened that you feel like shit the first time you run yeah because it, it 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 will suck it, it will always suck but yes. you kind of enjoy the suckiness of it after a while well, in i a think you way. should yeah i was about to say you should feel proud i think the thing that gets you through it is the pride of knowing that you are pushing your body to a limit that it can take yeah like i think that's what i found i really liked and as someone who has like always been fairly athletic my whole life that was always what made me want to do any kind of workout was that I was like, oh yeah, I'm a human being with one body and like other people can run really far. Why can't I run really far? I've always yeah. thought I could. Why, why, what's actually stopping me other than like physical yeah. impairments, um, you know, things that you can't control. If you have a desire to do something, try it out, give it a go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and also like, 
if you're gonna go once and then not go for like four days, especially when you're first starting out, you really wanna get on a roll of doing it a couple days and then taking a rest day. So like run two days in a row and then take a rest day so that your body can start to acclimate to that level of activity. Mm -hmm. Because I found that if I ran once and then waited four days and ran again, it was like starting from zero. Like I was constantly redoing the same run that was terrible. And I think you got into the same headspace where you were like, I've run once this week. Do I really have to run again? And it's like, you do if you want to get better. If you want it to feel better for yourself, go like two or three times in a row and then take a break. Yeah. You know, doesn't that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just think go easy on yourself. Like I said. Yeah. That's more if you're wanting to take it to the next level. Or yeah. not next level, but if you're trying to, like, make it a habit of yours, I think it just makes your body more active. Absolutely. It's funny. I was just, like, I had this moment where I was thinking about, um, like, running at school and, like, yeah. the physical stuff you do at school. And for me, you know, I've been at school for, like, 10 years now or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just had that, like, because we used to do, like, sports class, like, twice a week. Yeah. And they would really make us run. Like, I remember feeling really tired. Yeah. So I must have been really fit when I was younger. I think also, like, kids' bodies are fit. Like, when you're a kid, you you are capable of pushing yourself harder than you think you are. Like, we would do this thing called the beep test. We used to do beep tests. Is that, is that, from what I can remember, isn't it like you, there are, like, two cones. Yeah. And you're, like, running from one cone to another before the beep goes off. Yeah. And then it starts to get faster. Yeah. You're sprinting between the two cones. And then, but then it starts to get faster. It's like level, does it, does yours say like level one, level two? Yeah. You have to go in between them before the beep happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, I would always <laughs> like, I was always that person that would kind of get to like the middle ground. And now you always have that person, you always feel bad for the person that like would go out in the first like two levels. Cause you'd be like, come on, you've got this. But also like, you know what? And then you'd have someone though that went to like level twenty five. Your like, brother. How are you still doing this? Basically, your brother. Then I just yeah. remember like such that such a strong Memory visceral feeling. Yeah, and I also did... just dreading it. Right. I when when the teacher would be like, "Oh, today you guys are going to do a beep test." I was like, "No," because why? <laughs> why? Why did we need to do that? Well, in America, we have this thing called the national fitness exam or the presidential fitness exam. I think that's what it was called, or presidential fitness test, um, which was like, we've definitely talked, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. Tweet us if we have. Um, But it's the same thing where you have to do a beep test, you have to do like pull-ups, push-ups, all under a certain amount of time, and then you have to run a mile. Why though? Because they want to test the fitness of the country's children. Okay. Like, they want to see how well, like, every state is doing. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't, I don't feel like we had that. Maybe that's what your beep test is. Maybe they were just, I don't know. Or maybe they were just trying to tire you little tyrants out so that you would be normal in class. Well, yeah. I mean, the long distance running I hated. The sprinting I like doing. Well, yeah. But sprinting's fun. Sprinting's fun because it's quick. You, like, you get it done. You get it over with. You burned, you know, a certain amount of calories. And you feel really good. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you just, like, sprinted your ass off? Think about it. When was the last time you got, you had, like, an open green and you just ran as fast as you could, as fast as you could, for, like, 100 meters? An open green? That hasn't happened in, like, since I was a kid. But that feeling is, like, 
of just being like, how fast can I run? Is something that like I've I haven't done in, yeah years. We should do it later. Years and years and years. Do you want to go down on the pavement and just try to sprint? Just try and run. Yeah, just sprint. We should do some sprints. But like, not just like a sprint. Like it's like a how fast can I physically do this? How fast can I move my legs? You know what you're reminding me of right now? What? Michael Scott. In the episode where he's running past the... Uh, oh, yeah. The um, the speed check. The spe- yeah. Yeah. That is what you're reminding me of. Yeah. You would be the person that would... That would be you. But you would run I'm past I'm just saying, that. like, I feel like it's like a... That's like, it's such a freeing thing to be able to be like, I'm just going to run as fast as I can. Why don't you do it? And but I, How many people do that now? Not a lot. Here's what I'll say. If you like doing that, if that appeals to you in some kind of way, you should do it at the beginning of your run next time. Like, sprint your little heart out, and then do a really soft and gentle run for the rest of it. Just, Just see how it feels. Sprint. Sprint. Because I was on like, the running team for a sprint. What? How old were you when you were on the running team? And how long were you on the running team? 14, 15 for a while. I was... I was so it two was years. The, no, it was probably a couple years. Because I, I remember going on uh, trips to, like, other schools. To go do sprints? Yeah. That's hella cool. Yeah. But you were also... You played rugby? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you played All rugby. All the other sports I was not good at. You played at. cricket? But for whatever reason, when it came to sprinting, I was, like, pretty good at it. And I well, remember, you are six. But I remember being really pissed off about it. Like, getting on the bus and being like, oh, I'm going to have to go to, like, this school to do this because I hate it. I, sports, not my thing. But sprinting... But you even hated sprinting. No, I just didn't like the idea that I had to go and then like, you know, like there's a whole finagle, finagling to it. You have to go, you have to get off the bus, you have to line up, you have to like get in your positions, you're waiting for your race time. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a boring thing. But just sprinting. <laughs> okay, so what you're telling me is great. Is that you just want to sprint around the block with no other? No, what I want to do is you want to be the Forrest Gump of sprinting. What I want to do is I want to go to a big open space and sprint there. I don't want to do it on the street. I don't want to feel like anyone's in my way. I don't want to be potentially running into anyone. I want to feel completely liberated, and I'm just going to go for sprinting. A run. I'm just going to just run. Sprint. I'm just going to. Just blaze this. It feels like you're about to get up and run out you know of here. No, I'm gonna go do it right now. It feels like you're about to get. There is some. There is some heat behind what you're saying. I think it also helps that you haven't left the house in four days. And also, so I think that's it. But you've never seen me sprint. What if I'm really good at it and you're like really impressed? <laughs> you're like, fuck. You can really run, and I'm like, shit. I can run Olympics. Okay. First of all. You are 27, and you've never sprinted before other than in high school. So I'm not thinking that I the Olympics wanna, are on the cards for I you. think we should give it a go. We should go for a sprint somewhere. Where do we go for a sprint? We should get two cones. Wait, but there's a, we have a soccer uh, a soccer field right, right up the road from us. Yeah. We can go sprint on the soccer field. Would you do it? Yeah, but not a long sprint. I'm okay, gonna, now you're 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 no, decompressing no, no. the this sprint. Is, no, a no, bit. the beauty of a sprint is you're only running for like 
I want to say 30 seconds, but you're going as fast as you physically can. No, no, no. I think you should do that down this field. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You only have to do it once. No, I'm just saying like, because at school we would do different distances. Right. You do like Let's 100, 250, 500. That, okay, we'll you know I mean? throw that out of your mind because you're not going to the Olympics. You're doing this <laughs> on our football pitch. No, no, I'm, do, I'm saying this to you now because I know if we go down there, you're going to go, oh, but like, what if we like now sprint into like that place? Or like, what if we just sprint all the way home? Or like, what if we sprint all the way to this bakery and then sprint all the way back? It's not fun if we do it like that. It has to be, it has to be 30 seconds pure sprint i'm telling you i will give that to you wipe your hands head on home i will give that Just to you burn it off i love that you assume we- that i'm gonna try to trick you into working out more well i do tend no, to do that i think you're gonna trick me into doing more sprints than i should be doing than you should be doing yeah. if you want to be an olympic sprinter you got to work harder than that bud if you think you're going to the Olympics, you better Let's work just go a little... for a sprint, okay? Fine, we'll go for a Later sprint. Later on, we'll go for a little sprint. <laughs> and we'll see who wins. I will lose. I'm a foot... Ready, set, go. I'm a foot shorter than you. You're 6'3". Of course you're going to be a you're good You're pacey. Sprint. You're nippy. You're like, you can really get in there. I'm pacey and I'm nippy. Yeah. I can really get in there. Yeah. I'm going to write that you're down. You're like Jack-Jack. I'm like Jack-Jack? Yeah. I've got superpowers. Well, you can just... You're fast. I'm scrappy, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not fast. I told you. But how do you know? Because I run. No, no. But how do you know? Because have you ever done a full sprint? I've done a full sprint before. I used to full, do sprints. Full sprint. Yes. How long? Years. You said years. Since I was in high school. You've been running quite a bit now. You could be really fast. But my knees busted. That's true. I have a fucked up. That knee. is a problem we didn't think about. Yeah, I have. I have a super fucked up knee. All right. Well, listen, guys. Maybe we can film it and post it on Twitter. The Crash on My Couch Twitter. Is that? Can I film your first sprint? We're, let's just put the phone down and we'll both try and sprint. Do it. Yeah. Okay, okay. If you see it pop up, that's what we were doing today. And um, I might, in After Effects, add like um, dust, or- dust, and like debris coming off me because I'm running so fast. Whoa! And then like noises, like a whoosh. or like this, like a yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like. Yeah. Which is your feet hitting yeah. the ground. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Um, question, though. How long have we been talking about this for? Oh, this one segment? Yeah. Oh, this one segment that we've started this with. Yeah. It, we are 34 minutes into the podcast. Oh, no. We've been talking about you sprinting for a gold medal for, like, 15 minutes. Okay. Well, um... Huh. Yeah. I'm not sad about it. Let's... You know, who's sad? We just get to get into the heart of it. So, okay... We're going to go for a sprint. You pinky promised me that we're going to go in a second for a sprint. Do you want to go after this? Yeah. We're going for a sprint. I'm not bringing my workout. Oh, well. What shoes should I wear? Your running shoes. My running shoes for my sprinting? Will I knock my knee out of place if I try to do this? I would be careful. But, I mean, you can... I could always record your give sprint. Give it a go and what... Yeah. I can record your sprint. I'm just saying there's something to be said about the sprint. I mean, listen, we both could be miserable going for a sprint. Yes. But there is something to be said about like a hold no bars sprint. Getting your mileage down because you're just sprinting it out. Just You're just burning it off. I think that's really nice. I like the idea. 
I like the idea. I love the thought of you fantasizing about sprinting in an open meadow because you've been indoors for four days. Yeah. I love that for you. But I will end the conversation by saying, previously when I've been running, and you've been running too, when you're trying to do a jog or even you're trying to do a run, you go pretty fast. Yeah. But you're never at that point where you're like... I'm going to throw this down. <laughs> I'm throwing it down. I'm moving my legs as fast. Fast as, as I possibly as possible. can. Yeah, I am rocketing myself forward. Yeah, that I've, I haven't. That's the what I'm trying to say. I haven't done that in like a decade. You know what I do sometimes? It makes me feel like a superhero. What? Legitimately. So you know, down our road when we're crossing Palms. Mm-hmm. No, 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 crossing Penmar mm-hmm. to get from that beginning bit, like the corner where there's that three-day yes. stop. Yeah. That whole area, yeah. you have to cross the street, and it's a pretty wide, it's a two-lane crossing, so it's pretty wide. Okay. And then you start running past the football field, the ballpark. Yes. Right? That little bit, when I have cars waiting for me, I sprint like a god. I look like Hermes, floating, floating across the road, but, sprinting. My legs are so wide, I look like a gazelle. But... Because you're on the road and there are cars around you, potentially people, lampposts, dogs, cats, life itself, you are probably not running as fast as you humanly can. Why? Why are light like? Why are light posts and dogs keeping me from running? Because there's, I'm just saying, there's like a lot. When you're, when I used to do like the sprint stuff when I was younger, you're on like a big, like um, you're on like a track field or whatever. So yeah. like the only thing, there's you're nothing still- there. Right. And I think if you're, like, what's prevented me personally from being able to sprint my ass off is because there's <laughs> so much... Because you've been trying to do this in the past. No, I'm just saying there's so much stuff in front of you that I, I worry that I, I can't push myself to jack-jack. That's when I am pushing the myself. flash level. No, that's when I am. That's what I'm trying to tell you is, like, I'm not going to run into a dog. Like, I'm running across the street. I'm just saying, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when we do the field technique. A little bit later on. Oh, so now you've coined it a technique. Yes. It's a field technique. Yes. Okay, well. Should we do one more segment? Yeah, can we do mine? Yeah, well, do we want to do the weekly? <laughs> no, because I don't want to talk about stupid, dumb celebrities. Okay. I'd rather talk about cute animals. Plus, technically speaking, we'd be breaking our COVID-19 code of conduct, of secrecy, of silence that we were supposed to, Okay. you know. So our next segment is... <laughs> Creators. Can I have a nut? Yeah. Can I have a nut? Things I hear you say on a regular basis. <laughs> Can I have a nut? That is so gross. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to forget that I even thought of that. Let me see. This is from National Geographic. Already 10 out of 10. Um, and the title of this is Cat Tracker Study Reveals the Secret Wanderings of 900 House Cats. This is so important to me. I feel like this is pretty self-explanatory, though. How? Okay, going into it, I imagine, I can, I can see the day of a life of okay, a domestic house cat. you tell me, you, okay, we're following Mr. Wiggles. R.I.P. Mr. Wiggles. That was my last cat. You are Mr. Wiggles. What are you doing? Where are you going? Are we inside or outside? You are outside. Oh, outside might change a few things. Yep. Cat tracker project was simple. Find out where pets go when they're outside. I would feel like, depending on the cat, 
most cats would kind of just hang outside the on the street, maybe go into a few, hop a few fences, go into a few gardens, poke around, mm-hmm. come in for some lunch, take a nap, mm-hmm. do the same thing. Okay. But is there anything crazy that's been reported? Now, here's what I love. First of all, this study went on for six years. They studied these cats for six years. The same years. cat? Or the 600 cats, did you say? They, it was uh, nearly 1,000 cats across four countries were GPS trackers for a week to shed light on how far okay, they Okay, so that's range. interesting because it can't even be like a geographical thing. Because they're looking at four different countries. Yeah, there it's it's. Because you might say like a cat, a cat in, in Spain. A, in a, yeah, hotter climate, like the desert, would probably be doing something different to a cat in the snow. Yeah, totally. Um, it looks like they tried to stay pretty. F- <laughs> it looks like okay, so they like one of them is in the Florida Keys, which is like more of a tropical. Uh, nice lifestyle for a cat. Nice lifestyle for a cat. But also, sort of in uh, like uh, swampy areas as well. So like a place where small little mammals could get eat up real quick. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one. This is Katniss Everdeen, a long-haired, blue-eyed, year-old cat from Durham, North Carolina, was a typical par- participant. Like most cats in the study, she mainly stayed around her house and in the forested lot behind it. She did, however, make several visits to the apartment complexes on both sides of the house and crossed the two-lane road in front of her house three times. <laughs> three times a week. That's cute. <laughs> Once she walked more than 150 yards to an industrial parking lot. <laughs> the GPS unit attached to her harness recorded her location every three minutes, revealing a home range of about four acres. And Katniss actually wandered slightly more than most. Oh, more than half the cats stayed within about two and a half acres or the area of two American football fields. Um, so they kept they kept within two acres. Most did. Most stayed within two and a half acres or two American football fields. That's funny because I wouldn't... I totally see that because they want their territory. They don't want to be like that no, far. What I was going to say is I would think they would stay close than that. Like mm. two football fields... Is, is pretty big. Yeah. When you think about it going either side, you know, in either direction. And like for a little cat. If you look at it in like a circle on a map, that's like... Pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, you were saying geographical knowledge <laughs> might be an indicator. Uh, or geographical... Location could be an indicator. Anyways, that's not to say that all cats were layabouts, however. 7% covered more than 25 acres. 25 acres. And several cats had enormous ranges. The record setter was Penny. Penny. A young female from the suburbs of Wellington, New Zealand, who roamed over the hills behind her house, covering an area greater than three square miles. Penny was getting her exercise in. That's a kitty cat walking a 5K. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How cute is that? And what, she was doing that every day? Yeah. Fuck. So she's cute. a fit cat. Yeah, she is. She's down. Or actually, she might have done three miles. Oh my god, Penny went places. She covered more than three square miles. I'm guessing in one very long, continuous, 
Like she might have gone like here and back and here and back and here and back. Like gone a little further That's each time. That's crazy. Yeah. In comparison to some other cats that are probably like, eh. You know, I just go the end of my road and turn back. Yeah. Another standout was a neutered tomcat from southwest England whose rambles were unlike those of any cat in the study. Max walked the road from the village of St. Newland East to Trevelson, a distance of more than a mile, and then turned around and walked back. Why he made this round trip twice during the six days he was tracked is unknown. Yeah, but he just walked that distance. And then then so funny that yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna go back now." Yeah, he just went back. He just a mile's like, like for a kitty cat, a mile's long. It's that's ages. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm thinking about. I keep thinking when I'm like three miles, I'm like, oh, that's long. Like for me, like that's a long thing. But I'm like, those little legs those doing little it. It must be like legs? a marathon for them. <laughs> yeah. How funny is that? Um, this is also me. Like this sentence is me. Um, without the motivations of food and sex, me, most cats seem content to be homebodies, me. So since I get my sex and my food in my house, I really, yeah, I, I relate heavily right. with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, I relate. Um, yeah, researchers expected to discover differences in the journeys of cats in different countries. In the U.S., for example, the widespread occurrence of coyotes might inhibit cats from moving far from safety, they theorized. But in fact, cats generally stayed close to home everywhere, though the ranges of Australian cats were smaller than those elsewhere. Cats are universally lazy, Kays concluded. That's hilarious. Cats are universally lazy. But then we say that, but then they walk like two miles. Now I understand why well, some cats... Some of them do. Some of them do. But like now I understand if you if you had a cat like that who wandered around for like two miles, he must be gone for like four or five hours. I know. I'd be really concerned about that. Yeah. Mm. But then also, it's to- worried about that. Well, that's why a lot of people have indoor cats, and then they just let them outside in their like general they vicinity. Have, yeah, like an like an area. Yeah, yeah, like if we had a cat, we would probably let it roam like the area around our apartment, but we probably wouldn't let it go much further without yeah. being on a leash. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're gonna be those sickos that walk their cat. I will. I will happily join that. Really? I would love to do that. A little harness. It's so cute. I would love to do that. Sickos is the wrong word. Enlightened folk. No, you're yeah. definitely not enlightened. Enlightened folk. No. I could go on a run with my kitty cat. My munchkin. Munchkin <gasps> kitty cat. Imagine a munchkin trying to run a mile. Oh, Those little legs I'm going to take him anyway. He's not going to be able to do it. Oh, cutie babe. Um, other findings from the study include that males travel more widely than females, which I'm not surprised by. They're trying to get laid, bruh. Um, intact cats more than neutered and spayed cats. Makes sense. They're trying to get laid, bruh. Younger cats more than senior cats. Trying to get laid, bruh. And country cats more than city slickers. Trying to get laid, bruh. They're always trying to get Why are country cats trying to get more laid than city cats? Well, city cats, they got, they got pussy right next door. Get it? Kitty cat pussy? They got pussy right next door. Oh, God. But country cats, you gotta travel. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, well, thanks for listening to us talk absolute shit for 45 minutes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am very happy with the thing that I have brought to the table. I am not sad to tell you about Cat Tracker. Guys, I'm about to go for the most monster sprint 
you were not going to believe how fast I'm running. There are going to be flames coming out of my fucking feet because I'm running so fast. And I'm recording this. Yeah. So check the check the Twitter if you would like to see this. I will be you recording You know what's going to happen? What? I'm going to run past you and like, like a cartoon, your hair's going to get kind of stuck. Oh my God. On one side. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you like spin around and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, 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 right. Something like that. Yep. I'm like, see you later. Well. Yeah. Smoked ya. Something like that. Smoked ya. Yeah. Right. You Really, that's what you want to commit to. Smoked ya. Yeah. Smoked ya. Okay. Um, right. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to go for a quick little sprint. Um, stay safe. Out stay there. indoors. Not out there. In there. Stay safe. In there. Yep. And we will see you all next week. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.